Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Small Consolation Podcast. You've got Evan, Brandon, Nick, Tyler, and Jared all here ready to give you a juicy discussion about the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 2. Get into it. Uh, Evan, can we get a quick update on how the Warriors are doing out in New York? (laughs) (laughs) They suck. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, this is part two of us being together. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this. Jared, take it away. <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing? You're the Marvel guy. Oh, so recap. Um, Brandon hasn't seen the whole MCU, so we decided to make that an excuse to get together and watch a shit ton of Marvel movies, eat crappy food and <laughs> I fall asleep. Die of diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Got that beat us. Um, so yeah, uh, we've already recorded our reactions to phase one and this weekend was phase two which covers um, it started with uh, Iron Man 3 then Thor the Dark World um, Captain America Winter Soldier Guardians of the Galaxy Avengers Age of Ultron, and ended with Ant-Man. I have not seen Ant-Man. But I, I had not seen Ant-Man. I saw, I've seen all the rest of them. Um, I own Ultron. I own Guardians 1. I mean, I liked it. I did like Ant-Man. Um, I mean, do we want to just jump into the list? Do we want to talk about... Yeah, I mean, I guess we could just, we could just start with lists. I think we'll probably, doing it that way, we'll probably end up discussing a little bit about every movie we could probably just start with i don't know i don't know if we want to do our full order or just start going around with maybe our least favorite to our yeah. most favorites i like that i like that doing least to best to kind of build it up just for phase two yeah well brandon why don't you go first and um this project is for you it was a it was a hard decision for last i went with thor um, I just think the whole Jane arc is just weak. Um, yeah. I, I did like it. Like, I, I don't think it was a bad movie. Um, it just... What, she didn't have any motivation other than, like, Thor, please come back? <laughs> it just, I, I just think that there's too much storytelling of Jane that doesn't yes. really do much for the storyline. Mm-hmm. It's about Thor, not Jane. And the only thing that Jane serves is a anchor to Earth. Right. And that's... You that, know, for, for Asgard. I, that's kind of how I felt throughout all of the Thor movies, honestly. It's like, it, uh, out of, like, just... And even just chemistry-wise, between the two actors, like, I, I just feel like it's not... Like, it's focused on quite a bit in those movies, and it's one of the least good <laughs> relationships out of any of the the Marvel movies I feel like um so that I yeah yeah that I totally I, I get that I probably said this in the first one but like Marvel movies are like pizza and donuts mm-hmm. even a bad one is still good yeah so shout out to the binge mode for that analogy but, <laughs> uh, I think bad pizza is still good I think bad donuts are bad uh, you need you need enough sugar. If you don't have enough sugar, 
Well, then it's not a donut. It's probably not a donut. It's a muffin. A bagel. (laughs) (laughs) Like bread. It's just stale bread. Cut in a circle. It's a bread ring. Um, So, yeah, my thoughts on Dark World. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. Like, it's still leaps and bounds ahead of 75% of the DCEU. Mm It's also at the bottom of my list just because the other movies in Phase 2 are just better. Like... Yeah, that's that's what I was going to bring up. This one was tough because phase two in general, I feel like was a strong phase. Yeah. I think I, I it suffers the most from a villain problem. Yeah, Malekith is just not intriguing at all, and like while the stakes were high, like I just didn't really care. Mm-hmm. The- I I just think that having you but you basically have three storylines. Like you have the villain story, you have the hero story, and then you have the story story. Of making sure that there's that art, you know, the the Jane story, and you know, and <clears throat> the comedic relief isn't even Jane; it's Jane's Darcy. Yeah, it's Darcy. Yeah, it's Darcy. Well, that's that's always Darcy's role. And that's well, yeah. Well, well, right, but I mean, it's just they 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 have the drama <clears throat> and they have the comedic relief, but you have to go so deep. You have to go like third, fourth string character. Their story is learning to. Treat the intern better. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm okay with Darcy having to carry the comic relief, but Thor had some moments too. Yeah. It's different from Thor one, where like a lot of his comedy was more like being Fish on Earth and like how it's different from Asgard or whatever. Whereas now he's you know been to Earth two or three times and probably for extended trips at this point. Um, so that can't be a source of humor. So you have to look elsewhere, but. Mm-hmm. Darcy's character carries it well, yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't distract from the moment. Like it, and it, it, it doesn't feel like they're feeding her jokes just so you know. Oh, it's been twenty minutes. We gotta have a laugh. Mm-hmm. I do think this is. I like this one better. This Thor better than the first one. I, I like the first one more. I, I and see for me, I, well, I'll, like I'll talk about this a little bit because spoiler alert: Thor: Dark World was not my least favorite, but it was a little lower on the list. But. I like I agree with that sentiment. Like the first time around, Thor: Dark World was definitely below the first Thor for me, and this time, similar to Iron Man two over <clears> one, <throat> I actually swapped that around, and I found myself enjoying Iron Man two just this time around more than Iron Man one. And I did the same with Thor: Dark World, where I was like, mm-hmm. and again, it's mainly that ending of Thor one, where at least for me, uh, Dark World was just more consistently entertaining the whole way throughout. Like I kept noticing mm-hmm. little details and story beat, like it just pacing and everything. I was just like, okay, that was consistently entertaining yeah. beginning to end for me. And um, interestingly so enough, even though Dark World, you know, typically ranks towards the bottom of people's lists, if you're compiling a list of, you know, MCU movies, like if you just want to catch up so you can understand Endgame, yep. you have to watch Dark World. You do. And that's yeah. because the writers for Dark World were also the writers for Endgame. Well, there you go. So they uh, definitely were plugging all of the ones they did. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's it's, it's... it's the second movie to give us... It will, technically like the third but it's like the second movie to give us an infinity stone it's the second infinity stone we encounter and that i kind of remember when it came out like that's kind of when you start seeing okay they're they're building to something bigger like they showed us thanos at the end of avengers one but you know you could do a couple storylines with thanos but now that we've seen the tesseract and the ether it's like oh they're going with the infinity saga Mm -hmm. um 
that was exciting. And, and I think there's something like that lent itself well to a big part of what I liked about Thor The Dark World. Really all of the Thor movies and Guardians, as we'll see later, is I just love the very like colorful and outlandish visuals. Like mm -hmm. they're just very, to me, cinematically pleasing. Like I just, I like the, like they're, they're kind of out of all of the films of even this phase two, like they're just there are scenes that stick out in my mind just for their, you know, their composition and just being these fantastic worlds and, like, just cool shots of the either being very just, like, nebula-like yeah, like and, ins like, and, like, insidious and mm -hmm. kind of, like, it was actually, I was kind of like, dang, that was way cooler than I remembered it the first yeah. time through. So I was like, those artists put a lot of effort into making this, like, a cool entity almost. So, so I liked that. You said that Thor is not the least favorite of this. So for, for where, me, it's on one to six. Where is where's Thor on your list? Uh, Dark World was probably. Um, it still is probably second from the bottom. So I guess five. Out Fifth. Of six. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, Nick, um, where where would you put it? Uh, uh, one to six. Probably five. Okay. Yeah, I had Thor the Dark World 6, too. Me, too. That's my yeah. sixth. And, and in my overall rankings, um, uh, Thor and Thor the Dark World are back-to-back -back, um, toward the very bottom. And I was trying to decide which should be above that. <laughs> and I think I picked Thor 1 because, in my mind, it felt like the pace was better. Because I was like, oh, man, Thor the Dark World, sometimes it just feels like it drags. And I don't know if that's because we watched it. First thing this morning after getting like a little sleep the night before, <laughs> but I looked at it and it's actually a shorter runtime than Thor one. So I was like, I, I don't know. I got like five hours of sleep last night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Not enough. It doesn't um, matter that I was the stun stunned ox. I'm like, I, come on. I'm gonna go ahead and use that as maybe that's part of my my issue for Iron Man three because I I legitimately was like falling asleep last night. We watched that one first. first yeah. And. Um, that for me, Iron Man three. I I'll be honest. I knew going in that was going to be my lowest, which might have biased <laughs> things a bit. Except I still absolutely felt that way. For me, mm -hmm. I was like Iron Man three was just it's it's towards the bottom of the whole MCU for me, mm -hmm. and it was my least favorite of Phase two. It's still again not bad. It's still pizza, and, <laughs> and I liked it. I liked it more this time around than I did the first time. Like, I actually, like, I remember in theaters when I saw it, I was, like, I was totally bummed with the direction they took with the Mandarin. Uh, mm. Just because I was, like, going into it, I was kind of excited because I had heard of the Mandarin before, seen him referenced in, like, the Ultimate Alliance games and, like, the comics yeah. and stuff. And I was like, oh, this will be kind of cool. And then it was like, oh, he's just he's just a puppet. He's a dude. And, yeah. like, and that, I didn't like that. Especially because Ben Kingsley played him so well. Yeah. And I think he's, that's the thing, too. He played just, both halves so well. Except, yeah. except what I appreciated this time around is, like, knowing that going in, I just got to appreciate... Ben Kingsley being Ben Kingsley yeah. and having mm -hmm. fun with the role and doing a good job. And I was like, oh, okay. I yeah. actually, so I liked that more. Um, loved seeing the variety of the suits in Iron Man 3. That's another mm -hmm. strong thing about like, just that's my favorite part about Iron Man in general is just a character. Um, so I like seeing that again. So we're we just going to go in Iron Man 3 now. Mm -hmm. But I mean, As well. nat gonna... natural transition. <laughs> so for me, that was my six. It was my bottom. But again, okay. still some things I liked. Just, a little too much emphasis on Tony just met like fiddling around like just I and again it's it's important to his character but and like his whole arc setting up civil war and everything so I recognize the importance but at the same time it's just like okay can we 
you know, move it along. He's like moping and whining with this kid for a little too much of this movie. Well, yeah, and, and like, I can see that. Like, uh, I like the themes of like him dealing with like PTSD and anxiety. Uh, and, and I, yeah, I do. And it's kind of like their take of like demon in a bottle on it. Yeah, a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, but I could see why it, maybe they had stretched out a little bit too long. Yeah. They're in the middle. And I just, the other thing is I just didn't care for the other villains, too, in that, that film. Like, the main villain. Oh, Henchman. Killian. Yeah. Mm. Killian I actually kind of liked. It was just, like, the other random henchmen and how much of the movie focused on Tony oh, kind of fighting them. Yeah. I, I um, oh, the goons. Okay. Yeah, like, just yeah, the, okay. the other genetically modified... I, and the powers that I was kind of like okay it's, it's alright but visually it wasn't as cool to me as some of the others and so, I don't know anyway I cool. put Iron Man all the way up at 3 hmm. I actually just changed it uh, what I couldn't decide where I wanted Ant-Man mm, um, okay. and so I actually we'll, we'll get to there eventually but no. Iron Man is 3 now for me for yeah. me it's 4 yeah see that's where it was for me Iron Man is 5 but again it's just because the other four in front of it to me are better, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I, I it's my favorite of the Iron Men, and I, that's probably a controversial statement. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like what. So it's eye candy, but the suits that scene when the suits show up at the dock, and you see the one dot, and then it multiplies, and then you see the Iron Legion surrounding the whole bay. Like, okay. That's cool. Like that's yeah. that's the big spectacle moment that you go to a Marvel movie to see. It's yeah. it's the circle shot in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that won me over. And also now in hindsight, I think this movie especially lays the groundwork for Tony doing what he does in Civil War. Yeah, like he starts you know feeling that guilt and you know mm. the choices he makes and doesn't make start coming back to haunt him. So now that's going to set him up later to be hyper vigilant. I think it even it could even play into Age of Ultron, where he tries to you know jump ahead of a problem that hasn't happened yet, and then mm-hmm. it creates Which another bigger is problem. Really funny. Like we'll talk about it later, but like. Having him do that right after like Winter Soldier happened, where they were trying to like preemptively mm-hmm. get rid of threats, just seems kind of funny that like mm-hmm. yeah back to back. But yeah, well, but Iron Man three is good, and I like that little bit of action that Pepper got in the end. It wasn't, it's not her with the armor is rescue, but it's mm-hmm. so it's. She's not like a totally helpless damsel in distress. She yes. just needed her moment. Yeah, and I I liked that too. That was which which something that I like maybe wasn't I, again first time around that maybe I didn't like that as well. But this time around I was like, okay, that's actually pretty cool. I think I think because I had grown to appreciate Pepper so much as a character throughout all the yeah. others too. It's like she's awesome. She deserves you know her chance to shine. And so that's cool. And with the Mandarin, I personally I loved the twist of the Mandarin because when. When they first said that they were doing the Mandarin, having watched like the Iron Man cartoons, I'm like, <laughs> so are they gonna have a guy with rings shooting lasers and fire yeah, and all this yeah. other stuff? And then you know you dig into a little more of them, like, oh, the Mandarin is Marvel spin on Fu Manchu, and that's hella racist. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I was glad, yeah, I was glad to see that they'd kind of yeah. jumped around. Yeah. yeah, I I liked it. It to me, it felt because you know. All these comics have been running for 30, 40, 50 years. So to me, making the Mandarin a puppet of a corporate entity in mm-hmm. order to sell arms to the government, that is a perfect modernization of an old story. Because 
that's what we live in. Like, there are literally people who want America to be in a perpetual state of war so they can yeah. keep lining their pockets. Mm-hmm. So, that, to me, it, that, that switch felt perfect. Um, and now that we're going to get the real Mandarin later on this year with Shang-Chi, it'll be interesting to see how they take it in that direction. That would be cool. Uh, Nick, what was your six? What do you think was your least favorite? Probably Iron Man 3 for me. Really? Uh, why? Uh, just, uh, I think out of all the movies we got for the second phase, Thor and Iron Man are the weakest, and, uh, next on my list would be the second Avengers movie and everything else we got in that were really good. That was my big uh, debate with fifth was between Iron Man 3 and Age of Ultron. Because, like, I have a villains ranking list and Ultron is really high up there because I love yeah. James Spader's take on it. Yes. And yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he's, for me, he saves that, like, yeah. movie. Like, rewatching it, you know, I was like, okay, this, like you said, some of these... Sorry, I'm hijacking no, you're good, you're your good. comment, but like you're talking about some of these having a bit of a villain issue, mm-hmm. and that does not like yeah. good villain. Like mm-hmm. one of my yeah, like you said, one of my favorite villains out of the and uh, so like it, but the rest of the movie like I maybe it's because I like the later versions of Wanda, but mm-hmm. I don't really like the new these early versions of her, and it's part of her growth. But mm-hmm. and I really don't like that Quicksilver. Yeah, <laughs> apparently Marvel didn't well, either because they that... killed him off right away. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, so yeah, right. that was my debate. So I ended up putting Ultron at five. Mm. Uh, just for this, just so we have some organization, what are we talking about next? Are we gonna do Ultron? Or are we just gonna go to Captain. So this America? is what I wanted to do. This is what we're gonna do. I want to. We can talk about our rankings, but I want to make a small con ranking where we agree or mostly agree. Oh, Ooh, that's gonna let's be do that at the and. End. Well, what I was going to do is we we're going to discuss six. Most of us put Thor at six. So I think we can probably agree, at least by, I mean, three of us three of us put yeah, Thor yeah, at six. Yeah. Three, three out of the five put it, so, yeah. No, uh, thinking about Ultron, they kind of kneecap him a bit. He's not as strong of a villain as he typically is. It usually uh, oh, when he shows yeah. up in cartoon uh-huh. version or whatever, where he controls all of their technology because he's in the internet. Yeah. I see, and uh, the way they do skirt that just a little bit, I feel like by even within kind of the ground rules established by the film, I feel like right out the gate they sort of kneecap him a bit. Like they keep it a little more localized, where it's like it's almost is more like he's you know he takes out Jarvis and like infects. Well, but then again, he does have access to all the information on the internet, so yeah. it's, it's a little bit wonky, but it does seem like they keep him, you know, there's a big emphasis on taking out all of these platforms that he is basically installed on, i.e. all of the Yeah, or like suits. why they could have had him, like, in in their earpieces that they're using to communicate with each other, giving false information. Oh, dang it, now I want to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's insidious. I can see that, but I, at least this version of Ultron, I can also see him not doing that just because he has Tony's ego. So to him, it doesn't matter what they're doing because his plan is perfect. So it's going to work no matter what they do because oh, they can't stop him. I like that take on it, too. That's a good point. Um, 
I've I've I know Ultron. This one to me, of all the Marvel movies, it just reeks of studio meddling, and like it's well documented at this point that um, Whedon and Disney went back and forth. Like Disney didn't want the farm scene. Whedon wanted to keep it, and Disney was like, "Fine, but you have to keep the Norn scene." And Whedon's like, "I don't really like the Norn scene." Wait, which one's that one? When the, Thor uh, goes into the pool of water, yeah, to like figure out the, about uh, the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Oh, like he gets uh, mind wiped by uh, Wanda, and then um, wants to go back and revisit that memory. Right, so he goes into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, I, that kind of stuff is kind of. I'd uh, probably agree. I yeah, knowing that is interesting because I would probably agree with Whedon's vision. Yeah, <laughs> like that, you, for that film, like because I liked the farm. Scene oh yeah, myself, you need that sure. slow yeah. section of the farm. Like the story needs to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters need to kind of fall out and regroup. Like that it gives Hawkeye something to do too. Yeah, it, <laughs> which is. And at first, I was kind of among the legion of people who was like, "No, Hawkeye and Black Widow are OTP." And then <laughs> uh, seeing, you know, the, everything that happens on the farm with him and his wife and his kids, and even what happens later on, um, mm-hmm. I actually I like I like it better. I like it just that they're like super duper close friends. So the point that he names a child after her, yeah. Um, it 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 it, it kind of shifts the mood a little bit. Like, I think a lot of times it's easy to think of Captain America as the heart of the Avengers, but with at least with the farm scenes, you kind of see okay, like you see where Hawkeye, who has no powers other than having insane amounts of spatial awareness, which <laughs> that is a good aim. Right, that's yeah. nuts. Especially um, after he throws his bow and doesn't need <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look. I can stab you with it. That was ridiculous. Like when you pointed that out, like that sequence was like, that's that's his part of the Avenger shot for the film is him ditching his bow. That's so and it's like funny. the middle of the fight. It's not even like the yeah. end. Like, he's like, you still got to punch And like he still has yeah, 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 he's he's I like to imagine he's going to pull a Legolas and just start stabbing. Yeah. People. That's what he does. Like when it comes okay, back okay, to me. Okay, okay, I missed that. Um, yeah, it you you it, it puts a new light on Hawkeye, and it, I think it'd be so it'd be easier to put Hawkeye in the background. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that they gave yeah. him stuff to do. Yeah, same. Um, and that conversation between Tony and Cap, like even I don't think they'd announced quite announced Civil War at that point. But once you see that conversation, you're like, oh, yeah. Civil War is coming. We just don't know when. And I think that's a lot of people's issues with Ultron is that they were more concerned with setting up the future of the franchise instead of making a good, mm-hmm. a very solid piece in the Avengers mm-hmm. um, trilogy. Or four. Yeah. Four, four a G. <laughs> I, I feel like... Quadrilogy, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's that's a good take on that. Like, it's it's got a lot of heavy lifting to do on the story side of and things. And that could be and because so of the studio meddling. Yeah. Like, would lend itself to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but it does... I love that the fight scene in the church, like, that that pan around, just all of them doing their different stuff. Um I always laugh whenever I read an interview about Elizabeth Olsen talking about doing stunts on set because everyone's got, like, swords and bows and she's just like ha ah, ah, hand motions yay oh, please make this look good at post-production. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to her credit it does like I yeah. think she, she, she sells it, it. Yeah. she sells okay. it really she did well such a good job with Scarlet and, Witch and I like that moment between her and Hawkeye like you can stay here and you know yeah. I'll send your brother or you come out of this door and you're an Avenger yeah yeah um so recap who put what for five I put Ultron uh, my number five is Iron Man 3. Mine was Thor. 
think what was your Philip? six? Uh, my six was Iron Man. Okay. So I am I perfectly happy if we want to put Iron Man 3 at, at our group five, since that was the one I was debating four or five. What'd you put? Uh, it would have been Iron Man 3, Thor, and then uh, Ultron. Yeah, so I have the same same ranking. Okay, well, we can put Iron Man then. Um, Remember five? You guys are going to hate me because uh, I put Cap in. At and, five. Oh, nope, get away from me on that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Get out. That is my number two ranking overall. The whole MCU. It's, it's in my top five. Civil War and Winter Soldier are both in my top five. So that's the next one. <laughs> I, I was going to say, are, are we ready to talk? Or Well, I suppose we should finalize our four pick. Um, For most of us, was it then, was our four Age of Ultron? Mine was five, so yeah, if we're oh, okay. my, that's like, fine. My four is actually Ant Man, but Mine we're too. talking about. Oh, okay. My four that's is Ant Man. Sh- that's a shakeup. Mm-hmm. So it. it's interesting though. I have Age of Ultron ranked over Ant Man. Same. I, I mean, obviously, but way more fun during Ant Man. What was more fun? I just have way more fun during Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I love the comedy. Paul Rudd's amazing. Yeah. I, and I, I, I was going back and forth between Iron Man and Ant Iron Man and Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Um, at three and four, because, and I decided, I personally decided Iron Man three was better for me. I think that I had Ant Man higher because this is the first time I've experienced it, and so therefore, it was it was new to me. Um, but I think, story wise, Iron I like Iron Man better because. You said uh, last time you're not a big fan of like the origin stories well that too um to some degree yeah so you have a lot more context with iron man right and and honestly iron man i mean okay thor does it too a little bit but i just don't like you know like i said i don't like the jane you know story arc Mm -hmm. um but iron man does a really really good job of uh, um i'm sorry um tony stark's actions are defined I mean, I mean, his actions are f- defined by his previous actions, mm-hmm. very, very obviously. You know, he's he's suffering from you know anxiety and PTSD from New York City, and you know, I mean, he's just going through all of those things. You know, and you know, he's not a soldier; he's a scientist that he was able to you know f- weaponize himself to to be a hero, and he goes through sort of you know the civilian normal person feelings about that and you know I just like it better as a story I didn't think Ant-Man was bad I did like it um yeah we should make that disclaimer that like by ranking something low we're not like (laughs) shitting on it like Mm -hmm. um but I just felt that the story just because it was built I think I think Iron Man just the, the, the series, Iron Man series, does one of the best jobs in the MCU of building on itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and just Iron Man's story is probably the most interesting to me so far. And, so, like, you can also think about it, too, like, you know, Captain America trilogy, the Thor trilogy, and the Iron Man trilogy, they're, like, the core yeah. besides the mm-hmm. Avengers when they group it together. And so your Ant-Mans are, like, your, like, offshoots that mm-hmm. kind of just, like... And so there is a different context to them, like, where it's just like, oh, this was a little fun story. So I could see why, like, wanting to go with the ones that are more 
integral to the story yeah. instead of saying, well, "Oh, here's a little fun character," and then they join up later. And I'll say, I'll say it this way: I, I, um, Iron Man, Tony Stark, has the best or the biggest character progression. Mm-hmm. He goes from the probably the worst human being of all of these people to you know questionably i mean he 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 clearly wants to be a good guy and you and you know use his intelligence and his yeah. you know abilities to good use and he makes a full i mean maybe a 170 or something mm-hmm. and you know Steve Rogers always wants to be the good guy wants to be the hero you know um have you seen Civil War yet yeah okay and so like their arcs kind of like well yes, we're talking yeah. about up till this point yeah yeah, yeah. um and so, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I have Iron Man so much higher. Well, and I don't think it's any exaggeration to say that, you know, Tony Stark is the, basically the character they picked to be the flagship character for the mm-hmm. MCU. Like, yeah. it's, in a yeah. way, it's his story. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole through phase three, I kind of feel like it's Even a lot about Even he becomes the villain. Right, yeah. He's, it's, it's exactly. He's you still can say always, he's the big villain of phase two, if you want yeah. to go that way. Um, but, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I can see some, some points being made there for sure um the uh the other thing i was gonna say is even just in a vacuum the story of ant-man at its heart is like i mean it's a pretty basic heist story which is fun don't get me wrong i love Mm -hmm. it but again again if you're going at like which one has the biggest impact on the overall mcu i can see not making it as Mm -hmm. as important see i think where i gave ant-man credit is that it it comes in like you know the stakes are low we've just come off of age of ultron so we've had our big team up <laughs> right. moment we've you know we've some a character has said the word infinity stones on screen so now everyone's thinking in that direction and then ant-man comes on it's like yeah we're gonna shrink we're gonna use some ants to steal some shit and we're gonna have fun with it and it delivers on all of those promises um and I always appreciate it when they can take a B or a C list character like Ant Man and do him right. And like it, and it like to me, Ant Man is just as much fun as watching Captain America. It's just a different kind of fun. Because they just expect different. They things. dive into the wackiness that is yes. the character. That's that's one thing I love about Phase Two is that they're, and we get that the most with Guardians. Um, yeah, we but that they're just <laughs> they're willing to dive into yeah. the weirder stuff I mean to my shame like case in point like of all of these Ant-Man's the only one I didn't see in theaters when it came mm-hmm. out and for it to end up being I'll just say now Ant-Man was my number two pick for phase mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. like to go from I didn't even see this in theaters to it's my number two of phase two like Mm-hmm. I just I almost feel bad that I didn't take a risk. Like I was like, ah, Ant Man, that sounds kind of lame. And, yeah. like, and like I hadn't read the comics at all for him. Yeah. Didn't know anything about it. And then going, I was like, oh, that's fun. Like that's a cool way. Like I I just love the whole like like getting into the realm of mm-hmm. the subatomic and like yeah. the small. Like just that's such a cool concept that they realized yeah. so much better in the movie than I thought they were going to and utilized it well. And so, for me, I I loved it. Yeah, it was at this point in the MCU that I was, like, I was hooked. So I was was going to everything. Yeah. Multiple Uh, times. Now that you bring that up, Tyler, I was having a hard time determining where Ant-Man and uh, Guardians were going to fall. Because uh, Winter Soldier was the best of this phase for me. 
but the Guardians story is one I've seen done more frequently than mm-hmm. Ant-Man's journey. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I would put Ant-Man at mm-hmm. the number two spot because that story's a little bit more fresh where... Uh, yeah, it's, it's just real big, like, looping the third energy for him. <laughs> he's... He's a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, it, it is nice to see, like, because he's a hero. He's not, like, a super genius like Tony, but he's clever. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing that this safe is made of the same steel as the Titanic, so if I just freeze it, it'll warp. I don't think I, I, I don't think Tony would have come up with that. Tony would have just blasted the door yeah, off the hinges. He would have, mm-hmm. he like, would have, I need something stronger than steel. Yeah. yeah, he would have invented his own proprietary technology to yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> destroy the safe. Yeah. So bought, bought the house. And then <laughs> yeah. Tony would have bought the house to, to um, dismantle it around. Who's there. this Hank Pym guy? Screw that guy. <laughs> I will say that Ant Man, I think, suffers the villain problem that a lot of origin stories do just in that the villain and the hero have the same power set and it doesn't iron man one yeah like it doesn't really they don't challenge each other in any way that makes it difficult it's just who can use this skill set the best and i love yellow jacket though because i part of my villain ranking is like they're just the charisma of the actor and then just like Mm -hmm. this part of it's a look and feel too and Mm -hmm. i just like his whole get up. Yeah. I think I I think um Ant-Man should be number 1 for hiding um we should just put that number 1 because it hid bombs in children's train uh <laughs> cars. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, those those <laughs> Thomas the tanks were really exploding. I noticed that once you pointed that out that they were all blowing up that everything like he was shooting like wood and stuff was like exploding into like giant right. mm-hmm. I just started attributing it to the lasers. Yeah, I, was like, I guess I it's just it super so heating the plastic there is causing the one specific there there were, there were a couple of instances in Ant-Man where there were some inconsistencies as to, mm-hmm. you know, they specifically say that when you shrink, you have the same force as a 200-pound man that's punching, but you're tinier, and so therefore the the force is less, dis, you know, less distributed. When you're mm-hmm. punching someone, you're giving them piercings. Yeah, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it tur- it, bludgeoning damage turns into piercing damage, <laughs> but... Not to mention you'd be like breaking their arm when you're <laughs> like running, running along it. So like yeah. they'd be like, oh god, it's you know, yeah. Trying, like I don't so know, it just, it just yeah, it's definitely when not they say yeah, they're they're inconsistent when mass actually matters. <laughs> when is mass? You know, mass? when it's convenient for the plot. <laughs> yeah, like um, you know, they were saying that you know his his punches were you know carried the weight, but then they would throw those train that trains you know those train cars, and you could see that when they hit. The characters, they're like, eh, whatever. You know, I'll just deflect this or I'll just catch it because it's yeah. like two pounds, yeah. you know, or, or less. I mean, probably less. Uh, my thought in that moment was that since they were, they're on the same scale, it's, it evens out. So, like, if it, it's, it's just as if they were throwing each other at full size. You only get the benefit if there's the differential, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That, that was my, but that's I mean, how I in theory, it in my brain. In theory, the science behind it would be. You've still got the, the the same number of atoms. Um, it's just they were saying that the distance between the atoms is shorter. is is shorter or longer, and so the mass is still there because all of your mm-hmm. you know uh, protons, electrons, and neutrons are there that have mass. But then you'd have to be careful of certain things that you 
increase in size because they would have such little mass that the distance between them could increase enough that you would actually have holes in the, you know. Yeah, I think they I, probably mm-hmm. would have been better served if they just went by the squared cube law and then his <laughs> his suit being powered by pim particles allows him to choose essentially how much force he applies to mm-hmm. an object. Mm-hmm. And that, then you basically yeah, just your, yeah. your differential in sizes makes sense. It's consistent in the movie. And yeah. then him punching people, it's like, yeah, he's just got a special suit. Like, yeah, that's that's a good point. If you look at it, that it certainly makes it a lot easier for my, like, yeah, I can stop worrying about it and just be like, if it's tiny, if it's light, if it's big, it's heavy, and his suit lets him do whatever the hell he wants, and that kind of makes sense. <laughs> or you just don't worry about it, like, yeah. oh, little guy punched big guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it looks awesome. Like, again, they were yeah. super creative with how they utilized it, so I love that. Yeah. I, I wish they had... Well, the original director, uh, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. Yeah, Edgar Wright. Perhaps. I would have liked to see his vision to fruition. Because mm-hmm. there's there's bits of it. They're like, all right, they they kept that. Mm-hmm. but Or they kept the the idea, and they just did it worse than Edgar Wright. <laughs> yeah. Do we think that number four for Ant-Man would be okay then? That's where it is for me, but I, I think I have it a couple three. people said it's two or three. So yeah, we're kind of we, we'd almost be couple splitting of four, a couple of fours, Let's, a three. So. I guess hold up your finger for what position you have. <laughs> I have it three. Okay, so, so it maybe like, maybe it would be a good three then. Yeah, it's kind of a couple of two. Okay, yeah. so we'll See, skip four think, for now. I don't think it's better than Guardians. Well, yeah, but I mean, so who? What would be four then? Because we haven't talked about. Guardians at all? We've only we've touched on. Yeah. What do we have for, six, for six me? I had Thor. We got had we got Thor, Thor and Iron Man. Man. Mm-hmm. See, I think four would be Ultron. That's what I that's what I had. Because I had, do I we had want, Ultron is two for me. So I had Ultron at five. Do we want to finish talking about them and then we'll finish the ranking? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so let's we could these lessons gonna be hard. Uh, we could we could ten. process of elimination. Um, why is Guardians the best? <laughs> Let's just go into Guardians and then we can. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, is that it's uh, my number two. I put Guardians at one. Um, I did too. I'm a sucker for, well, green ladies. <laughs> yes, pretty green and raccoons. Ladies. What other green ladies and are there ladies. in anything? <laughs> a Pokemon? I don't Star know. Wars? <laughs> the Twi'leks. I do like myself a good Twi'lek. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, no, yeah, I mean, we can talk about Guardians. I like Guardians the best. Um, uh, what's the character, the main character? What's Star Lord's? Peter Quill. Peter. Yeah. Pe- Peter Quill. Mm-hmm. No, but Peter. what's what's his actor's name? Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris uh, Pratt. Yeah. So I like Chris Pratt in pretty much everything he's in, um, and I like Peter Quill the character. I like him a lot. And I like what they do with him in some of the later <laughs> movies, but I'll, get, I'll avoid that for now. I just, yeah, well, the, yeah. the comedic Fuck relief, that. I kind of was going, I, I was going back and forth between this one and Ultron for number one, to be honest, because I do like, my, my, one of my favorite things about the entire MCU universe are all the snide and sarcastic comments and it's mm, this one's it's full. dripping yeah. in it. Full yeah, and it's cranks it. Yeah, cranks and it to eleven. And so one of the I first MCU movies to do that. Yeah, and yeah. so I mean Ultron does that a lot too. I mean it'll have its tense moments, but then at the same time it's like, you know, um they say things that you know, sometimes I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, you know, they take that extra detail and kind of make it enjoyable. You know, every part is enjoyable. Uh, and so that's why, I mean, that's, that's why Guardians was one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I totally agree. Like, and Peter Quill is the closest thing. I feel like the MCU, ha- like the mainline MCU has to like Deadpool or something where he's almost kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit. In in the I, I like like Brandon said he'll say what you as the viewer mm-hmm. are thinking sometimes. Well, because he's so, not like, just he's so like, grounded and believable as an Earth human, right? Yeah. Amazing yeah. Yeah. experience. He has like, that context. Yeah. yeah, I really like that his entire character is Arrested Development of being an <laughs> eight-year-old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. he never grows out of it. Which is a trauma response, which is important for later. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that get upset because uh, he and Gamora don't kiss, and it's important. And maybe at the end of the third, they finally will when he actually grows as a person. They don't kiss in number two. No. Oh. Wow. Spoilers. I have not seen number two. Oh wow. That's, but so people. People are, this is the whole reason we're doing this. <laughs> Some people are weirdly upset by that, but he's yeah. never emotionally mature enough for it. I mean, the right. very first scene is him Trying going to. on this big <laughs> flea and elude chase thing and not realizing he has a side chick in his yeah, back yeah, yeah. the yeah. whole time. He was just like, oh, yeah, who are you? He's not ready for love uh, in the beginning and of the movie. that plays into a big part of what I, like, to me, I liken his character a little bit to OG, like, Captain Kirk. Just kind of, like, he hits that chord where it's like, except even more believable because it's like, what would an Earth dude in his 20s or 30s or whatever do it's like yeah he's gonna like fly around like bang and and try and save the galaxy you know and work through all of his personal issues with the horrible passing of his but like it's just he's such a human believable character and that's a big part of what i love um the one thing i want to say about guardians is that uh plot hole alert right um the guy with the 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 blue guy with a red yondu yondu his his quill or mm-hmm. his arrow thing, mm-hmm. when he's on the ground and he kills all those people with that arrow, mm-hmm. he whistles like twelve times. Someone could have shot him in that time, like easily. <laughs> like, oh, it's over there. Okay, yeah. click. But it's and such then a unique been done. weapon that you're probably just like, what the hell? Yeah, is yeah that? you don't know what and to do with dead. it. Yeah. Sure. Although, if you're in the military, I'm pretty sure it's oh, there's a threat that's killing me. I need to, to pull the trigger. To pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but if you I had that exact same thing. If you want to bring those up, when Tony Stark's house gets blown up by like six missiles, they are the smallest yield <laughs> I've ever seen. They're very well targeted <laughs> missiles. Um, uh, oh, it's okay. He just he just built I his did Miami also notice Beach that. house. And like, we did yeah. put Iron Man at five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Guardians, I think. You can't, for me at least, you cannot talk about Guardians without talking about the soundtrack. Yeah. That's the f- uh, I, yeah. I hear Guardians before I see it in my brain when I think about it. Um, like that soundtrack is amazing, and how it's yeah. how it's laid out, like where the songs are put, like so whoever you, are ordered tracks for that '90s soundtrack. And- yeah, that is that is <laughs> yes. a movie where you'll hear the song and go, "Now I want to watch that movie." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and and it's also it's such a nice juxtaposition because you don't usually see those kinds of songs in a sci-fi setting. Nope. Like yeah. I had never seen, and like when it comes in, it's blasting like you know pop come, songs. Yeah, come and get you. Yeah, I was just like, I literally never thought of that combination before. Mm-hmm. Like when I right. saw that in the theater, and, and, I, I was, and this is fun. I, That's I, what I, I, I know, I know, uh, hooked on a feeling by Blue Blue Swede. 
by as the background to that Destiny video of oh, them oh, doing yeah. that dance on Mars. Yeah. No, and you know, just for foreshadowing for what's to come, Guardians Two is like takes that to another level. Like, yeah. I feel like there's so many like memorable scenes where like the music just puts it over the top. Yeah. See, that's what happens when a director knows how to have music choices for scenes. Which is <laughs> Zack Snyder. Yeah. It's like, what's the most literal lyrics that go? Yeah. By? <laughs> <laughs> Let me find a song about killing God. At this moment, we're talking about Superman. Uh, but yeah, Guardian, it's it, Guardians is fun. Like that to me. Up until that point, Guardians was the biggest risk that Marvel took because mm-hmm. no one knew who Guardians of the Galaxy was. The primit, like the trailer, just looking at it, like like you've got an Earth dude, a green lady, a tree, a raccoon, and a blue wrestler dude, and a tree that like doesn't even talk. Yeah, the tree says four words, five and, and, words. And, and uh, let me be clear, I normally hate that kind of gimmick forward. in movies yeah. like this. But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's yeah. because Vin Diesel is really good at being <laughs> some yeah. three words. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does great at being Iron Giant. He does great at being Groot. He, yeah. <laughs> he is whatever reason is able to really up his performance yeah. when you take away all the words <laughs> from him. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the later Fast and the Furious movies, but do they go that direction? For I don't know. I've never seen <laughs> I am driving this is car. I am drive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, what's it? Fast and the Furious takes that found family trope and just goes off into the wild, <laughs> whereas Guardians takes that same trope and is like, we're going to run with it in a more yeah. sensible manner, but in this outlandish setting where anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's not it's about just shit. finding the family. It's about really knitting that family together. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I would say that. I know, okay. we, I know we've talked about it a lot, but I have to say one more time, like, again, the villain thing, too. I loved Ronan as the yes. villain, like... For, for Guardians. Lee That's Pace definitely like, like goes mm-hmm. all in for such a like villain. Like he goes over the top. Like. And mm-hmm. it's like, and I get it, it's your generic kind of like zealots yeah. type of yeah. But he just, he's so believable as being like, hell yeah, I'm going to grab that power stone mm-hmm. and just slap it. Like, you better believe like I'm the real deal and I'm going to destroy oh, yeah. the I do like the addition. Like, I do like the addition of Thanos. Even yes, just, even the, just, the, just, the, just yeah, a little the dynamic. Thanos. There's a the greater first, power here. That's the first time Josh mm-hmm. Brolin did the voice too, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only other time we've just seen him smirk over yeah. his shoulder and that's it. Mm-hmm. My only issue with Guardians, and I've always had this issue, is Drax's character is supposed to be literal with everything. Mm-hmm. And at the end when he's in Ronan's spaceship and he's like saying that why he likes all of the friends, he says to Gamora, and I like the green whore. And I'm like... If you're literal, you had no <laughs> oh, indication yeah. that she was a whore yeah. going up into this. So, like, that's the only line I'm just like, I hate this I do line. think yeah. that that's a little bit, that word has de- de- definitely different connotations. Mm-hmm. And the way she took it is possibly not necessarily the way that she should have, like, that he meant it. I feel like. Oh, yeah, not like in a sexual way. I think it was yeah. more of like a, you just selling yourself off for power to. Okay, that's. Yeah, that's, that yeah, that's more an sense. interpretation that, yeah, that makes a little more sense. Um, so we do need to make some, start making some decisions uh, soon. <laughs> um, but we've kind of touched on Ultron a little bit. Um, I didn't say anything about that, but so my thought on Ultron. Um, I kind of, you know, I kind of put it high because I like when all the characters kind of come together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and, it's always a fun spectacle, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I like Ultron as a character. Um, Agreed. So I, hey, I put it. He's, at he's two, in my actually. top five villains for MCU. Um, so we need to talk about Iron, or not? I'm sorry. Um, 
Winter Soldier. So it's basically Winter Soldier. Yeah, we, Winter have, we have to talk about Winter Soldier really quick, and then we have to make decisions because we only got to bottom two. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that it sounds like we could put Ant Man at four and be okay. Because of what everybody else is saying about one, two, and three, I think mm-hmm. we could put Ant Man at four. Especially I, if I'd you okay have Ultron. Otherwise, we'd have to put it at yeah. three. And especially if you have Ultron so high. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. So, why do you guys like Captain America so much? To oh, who wants to you go. go. Okay, so it's 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 my favorite of Phase Two, and it's in my top five of the whole MCU because number two, one it. To me, it's the perfect blending. It's a superhero story, but it's a superhero story told within a larger, like, 70s, 80s spy thriller. So the superhero stuff kind of takes a backseat until the third act when, like, the helicarriers start rising up out of the Potomac. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got, I think to me, this this is a story you had to give to Captain America. Because if, if Tony had done the same thing, it would have just been like, you could play it off as Tony being like, oh, well, I'm the smartest guy in the room, so I know what's right for everyone, so I'm going to take down S.H.I.E.L.D. But whereas Captain America, he's, you know, Mr. Rank and File, the big blue Boy Scout. Sorry, Superman. Um, (laughs) So for him to go up to realize, to him to have this story where he very quickly realizes, okay, I can't trust, I can't trust these people who I've worked for and fought beside ever, like the people who brought me back into the world. I can't trust them anymore because my greatest enemy is now intermingled with these people my co-workers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think it's very oh what is, i can't remember what how binge mode put it but basically like he and fury have the same agenda in like you know defeating hydra and you know clearing everything out but cap takes it that step further than that he's like it all has to go it's it's all fruit of the poison tree we can't if we save one seed Hydra can still grow. Well, it's kind of like even Alexander Pierce at one point says, like, the best way to rebuild is to completely tear something down. Yeah. And that, and Capcom took that to heart. Like, yeah. It's Which all, is all bad. weird because Fury, as a character, also fundamentally believes we that. do that, But, yeah. like, he's, he's just weird in that it's, like, it's really, it's not Hydra that's the problem. It's, like, the scrolls and... Like, that's all he's doing is mm. the entire time. It's like, yeah, Hydra sucks, but we still need all of this, all, them to be working on all these weapons so that mm-hmm. we can have it for the space battles. Yeah, yeah. It, it all kind of boils down to, like, what's your immediate motivation, like, in the, like, what are you preparing for? And that's a big theme that they keep returning to in, like, Which, yeah, I guess, Civil uh, War too, and just... Fury and, is just focused on, like, the planet needs to be safe, like, and Steve Rogers is like, don't sacrifice freedom for safety which is the whole like the whole big point of zola's uh speech in that bunker um yeah like that that's another example of updating the story even though i think the winter soldier comics are a little more recent than the rest of the source material um but that's a great way to take these older stories and bring them into the real world because mm-hmm. that's like like what a month ago apple was announced that they're going to do that whole like oh we'll make it so your apps can't track you when you're not using that app and then facebook and all these other companies are like no you can't do that because we need that data um like it's 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 a little scary how accurate mm-hmm. that movie was just like what five six years ago mm-hmm. yeah i also just really like captain's story arc where he grows up and he is like he has bought in all in on 
the American mythos and the American mm-hmm. exceptionalism. And then he's like, oh, everything I know was wrong. Yeah. And like, we, yeah. we need to change everything. Yeah. Kind, yeah. Of, kind of what Brandon was saying earlier about like uh, showing a lot of growth for Tony Stark. This movie kind of does the same thing for Captain America. But in the opposite uh, direction. Yeah, exactly, yeah. See, exactly. I don't think but, that it... I don't see it as much... I, I think... I think he... You see a glimpse of his change. And I think you see most of his change in... Like, actual, like his change come to fruition. He makes actions based on his change in Civil War. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think that he actually changes climax. a yeah. lot here. Well, like he did, yeah, you, you he couldn't did. have Civil War without... Well, right. Would, right. It's kind of the setup for that. Because this is basically him... Uh, learning the truth of anarchy (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just think i think this is this i think this captain america is a i think it's better than the first one but i think it's more of a setup for later and it as of it's a standalone standalone movie of its own i personally am just not as entertained Mm -hmm. by it and it's like you know it's good movie it's good acting you know it's got a good plot and all this stuff um I enjoy enjoying movies, and I enjoy things that make me smile and make me laugh. And just in this particular, the way that I have my rankings, this movie is just not as, I, I don't like Captain America as, as much, you know, as a Marvel character. And, and I think some of that, yeah, like, I, like, I'm kind of on board with you, just in that, like, you know, for, like, for me, it's always going to be hard to top Guardians, because I just love mm-hmm. the theme, and I love the, the setting and so if you just don't and I'm kind of in that same boat too where I'm like you know what Evan was saying I do love that it exists because it does kind of serve that sort of like you know you get some of those 70s 80s 90s mm-hmm. and before kind of spy thriller like yeah. element to it and I do like that it, it provides that setting and those kinds it, it of comes those down things, to personal preference because yeah. like whereas you said you want like a story that like makes you smile you enjoy yourself I really enjoyed that spy thriller genre where mm-hmm. it's like the Jason Bournes, the Mission Impossibles. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't know who to trust. You know, you once to be in the organization and then now you're out of it and you're trying to take mm-hmm. it down. Like, I just love that theme. Yeah. And you don't get that anywhere else. Yeah. Really, no. And it, and it, is, so it, it serves, is a unique yeah, it's cool. genre in this mm-hmm. series. And I really love Bucky. Yeah. yeah. And the Winter Soldier and his dynamic with Captain America. Like, I just love all of that. Yeah. We haven't talked about the two, in my opinion, other than, well, Two of the three biggest assets to the movie besides Cap himself is Natasha and the choice to pair him yeah. or pair her with him in this movie. The like sexual she... tension. <laughs> the, I don't know if it's theirs or the, ours. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah that. Um, but just how... I, I just really appreciate how she, how she, you know, they're when they're on the Marion star and he's already like taken out half the security force. She just drops in. What about lore and accounting? He's like, Oh, the girl with the nose piercing. I'm not ready for that. And just hops over a railing. Um, so she always, she, she brings in that lightness, those okay. moments yeah. of humor. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I, you're, you're reminding me of some of those elements. <laughs> I, I do like that. Like, yeah, you, especially in a movie like this where you where cap doesn't know who he can trust. Pairing him with probably, if you look at the first Avengers team, the least trustworthy person Just on the team. Just little brief pieces mm-hmm. of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that well, is a, that's a good okay. Well, Black Widow is the same character as Captain America, but she was Russian. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's where their, their similarities are coming from. Yeah. And we need to talk about Bucky, too, but what are you doing? 
We have very little time left. Oh, can you? We gotta talk about Bucky. It's Winter Soldier. You can't talk about Winter Soldier. Uh, Winter Soldier. You have three minutes, and then we have to talk about the rankings still. How about we just make two recordings? Splice them together. Yeah, just splice them together. You people... You need to play Destiny so you can learn how to be the season of the splicer. <laughs> Use your little splicing oh, glove. Alright. We're just gonna... Alright. Stick around for part two. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it will not include more of that, rest assured. <laughs> Black Widow is already in that realm of like no longer trusts any position of authority. Cap is learning learning that. That's why like he essentially becomes nomad but isn't named as such. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Evan. Are you recording? I am recording. Okay. Um Oh, and also we also just have to appreciate the fact that, you know, it it takes out Shield. This one movie impacts the rest of the MCU going forward. And I don't think there are many movies in the MCU that can say that. No. And if you're a big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, it kind of flipped that show on its head. Yeah, yes. If you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and fell off before, I think, episode 16, go back, watch episode 16, realize your mistake, and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so talk about... You wanted to talk about Bucky. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> what's the, the mission is a man, if we're borrowing from Saving Private Ryan. Um... Yeah, he, this, especially now in light of, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, this is where we start to see the unintentional, messy legacy of Steve Rogers build up. And by that, I mean all of the things that other people did to try to imitate Steve Rogers, Mm -hmm. like uh, the accident that made Bruce the Hulk was attempting to uh, replicate Mm. the super soldier serum. I think in certain continuities, the Red Room program that made Natasha is... um, trying to replicate the super soldier project. Uh, Bucky's trying to replicate the super soldier project. Um, so yeah, Steve unintentionally has this leaves, leaves a very messy wake and Bucky's kind of the first thing that crops up in that. Um, and I like how they did it. Like, I feel like the presentation of it was that they knew that many of us were going to go into the movie knowing that Bucky was the winter soldier. So they, instead of making it a big surprise for the end of the movie, they do it at the end of the second act. And then our big third act surprise is, you know, that Cap is going to, you know, work to take down S.H.I.E.L.D. while also trying to save Bucky from HYDRA. Um, but yeah, it's... And it's it's a great example of how Bucky... Bucky's a villain, but not an antagonist. Like, his goals do not... His goals do not run counter to Cap's. His goal is just to kill Cap, regardless of what whatever Cap is doing. Whereas he's only Hydra a, is the antagonist. He's only a villain by way of victimhood. Yes. And a tragic one. Yeah. And one last thing that, like, for me, helps bring Captain America... Like, I would probably place it lower, kind of like you did, Brandon, if it were not for the fact that, to Jared's point, you know, if you do, like, kind of the like, the action of, like, the Bourne films and things like that, like, the Captain America series is always a great way to highlight very down-to-earth, realistic, hand-to-hand combat, 
and I've got to mm. say, like, it has some of the best fight choreography mm-hmm. of any Ooh, MC. We're talk about that elevator because, fight. Yeah, I mean, just exactly. There's scenes like that where it's like very, very much like somebody had to come in and be like, okay, how do we make this the coolest possible sequence with mm-hmm. these set pieces that are, you know, it's not crazy fantasy stuff. It's stuff we're all used to, and yet it is still entertaining and fun to watch and high action, and yeah. just because it's so tight and well edited, and mm-hmm. like and I love that element of it. It's not like you know with like super. Superman or Hulk or any usually when you have a character that has any level of enhanced strength they're just you know throwing the hardest punch they can to you know mm-hmm. knock the next guy down whereas Cab you can see he's watching he's countering he's yep. blocking when he needs to he's waiting for his moment and then he he's punching he's kicking he's flipping he's using all of his strengths to his advantage he's not just relying on you know a nice big punch to the face yep yeah it's some of the smartest superhero combat yes. that you get in the MCU. So I like I that. will say that I do like and appreciate in Ant-Man where they actually go through you know they're able to go through the training. Like they show him mm-hmm. with his fighting training, like his combat training. You know, they don't really show Captain America's combat training. It was it's kind of boot camp. Well, yeah, that was his montage. They don't, they don't teach you to <laughs> yeah. do any of that. And it's kind of hard too, where that's just more like I'm strong now. So like, right? Where that mm-hmm. he had to learn like how to interact with ants and how to shrink yeah, yeah. and how right. to use that to his advantage. And, um, and Cap came up in World War II, where you're not getting up close and personal. You're just shooting somebody from five right. yards away or whatever. And so it, the, the the reason that I just like it less in that way is just the the build up is just. Story, you know, superhero movies like, I mean, I know this is a different universe, but like Green Lantern, where just he decides he can't, he wants to, so he can. You know, he, he wants to, so he does. Mm-hmm. I just don't like that story arc. You know, just skipping over, over everything. Um, you know, zero to sixty and no time flat is just kind of difficult for me to get behind. I thought they had a training montage in that movie. In they they sort of do, but he he goes to whatever planet, Oa, and he starts like training, but they tell him that he his his imagination isn't good enough. Uh, oh and he's, yeah 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 that's he's right. limited by his own imagination and he so he gets poor criticism and then that and then he quits again that's right and then so he never they never show him actually being able to do anything good with it Mm -hmm. that he's still lacking and so you know he never masters it like ant-man does you know Mm -hmm. see yeah i can see that um yeah yeah cap does have some very good very smart choreography um and that that fight at the end with Bucky, well, I guess the fight where he's just like, you know, I'm not gonna fight you. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. That was really cool. I, I I like that choice to like appeal to emote. Like it's weird when movies do like I'm going to appeal to your emotion while I'm also beating the tar out of you, <laughs> Martha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, or video games are very guilty of that too, because yeah, oh, yeah. you know, just it's action. Just keep hitting, keep you going. hitting square. Kratos, 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 Kratos. Which is what you're not supposed to do. Drax um, reminds me of Kratos. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. And so does uh, Thanos. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I like the choice to throw Bucky in as a monkey wrench to Steve's character, and then 
our shock and surprise as watching Steve deal with it. And I like that it's not resolved in the end of the movie. It's just, okay, Bucky's no longer under Hydra control, but now he's loose in the world. As far as the rest of the world's concerned, he's, you know, an enemy element. Um, so, and it's, and it's not a, it's not a problem that Captain America can solve by just saying, I'm Captain America and I vouch for this person, um, or I'm going to, you know, punch Bucky out of trouble. Uh, it's, it's, it has to end messily so that we can pick up those threads in, uh, well, Civil War. He has, he fundamentally has to have Bucky make a choice mm-hmm. where he has no choice. Yeah. So if you don't have Winter Soldier, then one, then would Guardians be number one then? Mm-hmm. Guardians is my number one. So this is my, since I'm the only one that matters. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're doing this because of me. Um, number six was Thor. Number five was Captain America. Number four was Ant-Man. Number three was Iron Man 3. And then two was Ultron and one was Guardians for me. I, I'm more okay with Captain America being higher than I personally placed it at three right. than I am with it being lower. So if I have right. to weigh in, well, on a, I have I'm cool with what Cap I think being high. I have what I think our official list is. Let's do. Let's save all of our lists for the credits. Okay. Okay. Um, so what we're gonna do next to, to finish it out? This is we're gonna discuss the order and make sure that we agree or don't agree on the list that. We all kind of what it sounded what it sounded like we we agreed on. So, number six we decided was Thor. Yeah. Number five we were kind of like eh, let's go Iron Man three. We were kind of some of us had it higher, some of us had it lower. Number four was kind of eh. The thing was is that I think that was the hardest one because no one wanted to say yes we want to put Ant Man here, but no one wanted to put Ant Man above the other three. Like, 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 if we put Ant Man at three, we're like, well, but it is my third. But yeah, I, I'm not gonna argue. Right. Yeah. So and that's what I was gonna say. My my Ant Man is high, but I'm okay with it being lower. Like yeah. that's one of those yeah. like like I'm okay with Cap being higher than I put it, and I'm okay with Ant Man being lower than I put it. It's right. just not my personal order. Mm-hmm. But that's the direction um, I'm going. Again, this is just from what it sounded like. Three is Ultron. Two is Guardians, and then one is Cap. I put one, yeah. Cap as one because of how high you guys both put Cap. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wasn't on your top ten, then I would have bumped him down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the fact that you guys think that he's the, that that's three. the best movie of <laughs> all time, like of all Marvel. I mean that. No, it's not. It's not my well, not all time. All time <laughs> no. Marvel favorite. That's yeah. why I put him so high. Yeah. For our small con list, so Captain Guardians, Ultron, Ant Man. Iron Man three and then finally Thor, so are we are we cool with that list? I'm comfortable with that. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm comfortable with it. All right. The Ant Man one makes me sad, but I can eat it. <laughs> I can eat it for yeah. It's Ant Man and Ultron are like kind of close yeah, to me. Yeah, just so close. Yeah, what I puts am, Ultron okay. over is like those the team moments. That, that's true. I can well, live with that. One thing we'll find pieces. with face the first part of Phase three is that for me that like I don't know six or eight through like 16 is just a jumbled up mess of like <laughs> anything that's like 6 versus yeah, it's, 18 is like it's not that big of a difference mm-hmm. it's yeah. like exactly yeah that's exactly where I'm at like yeah. I basically I know my top my top 5 my yeah, bottom like 5 my, are pretty solid right yeah, exactly yeah, yeah my top 5 and bottom 5 are pretty solid everything in between middle just middle <laughs> and it'll change every single yeah, time I rewatch yeah, and exactly. like one thing I almost made an observation while we were watching these 
is that I feel like Phase Two is the phase, the movies that are the most on TV at any mm. point in time. So like I feel like I've watched these the most because mm. they've always been on. Like, hey, we just want to throw a movie on like while we're going to bed, and like, oh, Ant Man's on or Age of Ultron's on, especially Ultron. Ultron and Thor: yeah, The Dark yeah. World. It's like the two, yeah. in my opinion, two of the lower one movies. It's like maybe they're just the cheapest to put on TV. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. um, Jared, if they want to tell us, if the listeners want to tell us where what how, their favorites how are, how we're wrong, yeah, how we're wrong <laughs> and why. <laughs> uh, Facebook at sm- uh, Small Constellation Podcast, Twitter at Small Con Pod, YouTube at Small Constellation Gaming, and that's it. Okay. Um, we will see you guys next time. This is pretty. I'm ruining um, the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what are your guys' order? Do I don't know one to six. One to six. Okay. Uh, my my number one is Captain America. Number two is Guardians. Three is Ultron. Four is Ant Man. Five is Iron Man. Three and six is Thor: The Dark World. Mine's pretty much close to yours except one switch um winter soldier one guardians two ant-man three um iron man three four ultron five dark world six uh i had guardians ant-man cap uh avengers two uh, age of ultron dark world uh iron man three cap guardians ant-man ultron uh thor iron man and then just to reiterate, Guardians, Ultron, Iron Man, Ant-Man, Captain America, and then Thor. Stay tuned for Phase 3! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, we didn't talk about the uh, Bruce Natasha relationship. That's a hot point. Oh well. Next time. <laughs>